Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Five years ago, Fly Racing's light hydrogen line was the first true lightweight racewear to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category but when you're on the gas you got to stay on the gas and that's what they've done they've uh, they've developed what they call the boa system and it's a revolutionary weight waste adjustment system that offers fast on the fly micro adjustability with a truly dialed in fit a simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance comfort and convenience you can visit flyracing.com for more details we just finished up a conversation with a young man named what was it aaron plessinger aaron that's it plessinger yeah, i remember him uh raced for team usa at the 2018 motocross of nations which was just this past weekend at redbud in southern michigan now we go to kyle redmond who is in fourth place overall in the enduro cross series and they are i believe right in the middle of their series or, or around that there um he's also been a consistent competitor in the x games enduro x events finishing the top 10 in six of the seven events he's competed in kyle redmond joins us now kevin what's up what's up kyle hey what's going on how you doing bud yeah, uh, doing doing great. Just uh, relaxing at home. What have you been doing since September twenty second? September twenty second. Uh, I did a hill climb event last weekend. Um, that's pretty much all I've done. Just been riding and working, and yeah, I did that. So that was a lot of fun. What hill climb event were you at, Kyle? It was uh, Carnegie. The Carnegie. Uh, it was a part of the Moto Climb Super Series. Um, this guy Matt, Matt Musgrove runs it, and it was yeah, it was super fun. Um, ended up doing pretty well. Got third in the, I guess the overall of the weekend. So I was happy with that. It's awesome, Kyle. Were, Kyle, were you riding a, a hill climb bike, or were you just hill climb specific, yeah. or what were you riding? Yeah, I was on a hill climb bike. Um, I have one. My well, it's not mine. My buddy built it and yeah we've just uh it was a second try second one for me on the 450 i only have a 450 to ride so oh not one of those nitro methane powered arm rippers no, i actually i did ride one i swung my leg over one for the first time and it's called the open class so mm -hmm. my first run yeah i was like i got like third or something in the class so i was really happy with that but yeah, this, you know, it was just my second event. I went to Billings, which is like one of the biggest hill climbs, you know, in the country of the of the year. And yeah, we just got smoked. Like we had no idea what we were doing. So this time I did well in the 450 class. I, you know, I, I got second overall in the in the head to head stuff, and I won the qualifying class. So I was happy with that because that's the only bike I have in the 450. So so they they uh, you do side by side, and there's there's jumps, right? I mean, it's it's not the old school hill climb. It's it's uh, no, it's both, right? But so but what you did, I'm assuming on a 450 was the was the jumps. I did both. Oh, you did. So the qual the qualifier was just one hill, and I ended up winning the like the hill. You know, like you have to pick your line, and uh -huh. it's all it's all about time or distance. 
And then that qualified us into the head-to-head stuff. That was like the number one seed. And then I went up against Logan Mead for the final. He beat me. So I got second. And then I actually ended up riding in the 700 class as well on a 450. So that was, you know, it's a little underpowered. It doesn't have nitrous on it. And it's obviously just like a 450 motor. So I got like fourth in that or whatever. But it's crazy because they have so many different classes. So you need quite a few bikes to do it. Do you? Right, but I don't, I don't have one. Were you scared at all going up the hill? <laughs> I was kind of scared on the nitro bike. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was well, it's the fact that it could explode between your legs at any time. Quite literally would, uh, I think that would do the it weird, for me. Yeah, the weirdest part was like, obviously I had no practice. Like, I just went straight for a hill climb. It was one of the biggest hills ever. So yep. it was really steep and, and tough. So, I mean, I made it my first try. And I was happy, and that got me third. But my second try, I didn't make the hill. So I was, like, super lucky to make it the first try. Cause Dude, I'm telling you. It, that, that stuff's I, – I did a hill climb. I've done a couple of them. And the one I went to, the first one, we hear about this hill climb. And this has been, like, 10 years ago, a long time. And I, yeah. I get there, and they had just stock swing arm – 450 mm-hmm. and i get and so what they've done is we're in iowa right so there's no hills like carnegie but yeah it's still a really big hill and what they do is they take an excavator and they chisel out the side and they make a platform and then they walk this, this thing down and then they chisel out the side again and then they walk the thing down so it was a series of of walls that you had to go up and i got there and i'm like oh, i'm not going up that thing i'm not i'm not going i'm not doing that and uh the guy that was with me didn't even race really and he's like if you don't go up that thing i'm racing your bike so i ended up going up the thing i i won it so i never went back because you can't do better than winning it right no but uh <laughs> and harold waddell was there i don't was he at your was he at carnegie racing you know who that is no uh he's a lunatic no. he's a he's a pro hill climb guy and yeah so uh i i think um that just proves you're insane that you're doing hill climbs too because Obviously, you have a massive, you're a massive talent on a motorcycle to race into well, cross, but the hill climb is, to me, is, you're, yeah, you're not right. I'm just, I was just happy to, to do good, because the, the last one I went to was Billings, I got smoked, and like, I didn't even touch the bike, I unloaded the bike the morning before I left and washed it from Billings and went straight up there, so I'm just happy that I did better, because that was, you know, that was the goal was building the things with my friends and whatnot was too good so it's awesome yeah i'm happy happy to do that you uh so let's talk about endurocross you guys are let me look i think you're you've had three rounds is that right you're heading yeah, into the fourth round rounds, we have three more they're all back-to-back weekends are you all set yeah i'm all set uh just practicing getting trying to trying to get uh get better for the final three i think the first three went okay i had one really bad round really like like wasted my point so i just can't do that again yeah what are you riding i'm riding a 350 husqvarna mm-hmm. so. that uh obviously that that's the bike you choose have you have you always done four? Sh- i was thinking you did a two-stroke in in endurocross before yeah i was I was on a two-stroke for about four, four seasons straight. Right. And I switched last year to the 350 when I came off of Betas, and you know, just just because of the way the track 
got a little easy, a little fast, a little jumpy. I just figured it was better. So, yeah, I just, you know, I think a 350 is a great bike. Like, you don't really have to do too much to them to make them competitive. So, <clears throat> it's like suspension and gearing and, you know, you're pretty much good to go. So, you say the track is easier. And then you're, I've never heard anybody else say that. And, and uh, we interview a lot of enduro cross guys. You, you think the track, it's more about speed the, than it is, than it is uh, like. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's pretty, I think pretty much a known fact that lately the tracks have been getting faster and easier. I mean, I think nobody's ever said anything different, I, anything different to me. So, Kyle, I, yeah. I, I would agree with you. I think they're getting a little more motocrossy in, in yeah. kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're they're trying to make it a little more exciting for the crowd. I think going that route. So it's just uh, that's what they're doing. I mean, people the, like to see jumps, right? Yeah, big jumps over big obstacles. Uh, when I'm watching them, I, I clearly that is the way they're going. You still have the boulders. You still have the tires. They're just giving uh, really good guys the opportunity to clear them. And they're all wet from yeah. the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's the same for everybody, and the the speeds are picking up. How does that compare to the uh, X Games Enduro X v- events? I mean, are they are they where well, that's coming from? You think? Yeah, I mean those were actually similar to what we're racing on now. I think you know we've actually we've had like you know the Costa Mesa was outdoor, and that was that was really similar to an X Games track, in my opinion. So. I think for X Games, they really wanted to make it look bigger and 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 more jumpy, but that was just like a few years back. So it was like kind of like, whoa! Like when you went there, you're like, I'm not ready for this because like, you know, we practiced what we were used to back then, and it was more more of a technical feel to the tracks, you know. So yeah, they're they're more similar to the X Games stuff now. I think. You training anything on uh, doing any trial stuff? You know, I haven't. I haven't ridden a trials bike in probably three years. So I just do trials on a dirt bike. <laughs> right, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. I did a lot of extreme enduro stuff this this off season, like a lot more. Which ones? Of, you know, a lot of two-stroke riding. And, uh, well, I, you know, I raced, like, we talked after last dog standing. And, oh, yeah, yep. And then, uh, I just, you know, I just rode a lot more two-stroke stuff for fun, really, in the off season. And then... Yeah, now I'm just doing four strokes for the rest of the year. So. Four strokes for life. Oh, no, that's not what it's supposed to say. Two strokes. Yeah, my bad. That's, it's that's two not strokes it, buddy. Yeah, all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We all talk about how we love two strokes, but we're, we're just, we still line up and buy them $9,000 fuel injected oh. F1 technology dirt bikes. So, well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, we can all talk. I have a whole slew of two strokes but i'm not buying any new ones and you know what i mean and and i'm not the beauty saying, of them is they're cheap they're readily available and and you can get them anytime the new ones aren't cheap though no, no. not the two strokes but an old ones is oh yeah yeah arguably not that much worse than a new one right right yeah they're they're still i mean if you get like a tc or a you know sx like ktm or a husky they're still fairly cheap compared to the four strokes i think they're like nine grand or something yeah, yeah, even even less than that, actually. Uh, the the two not... strokes. I mean, unless you get into the woods models with the lights and and or now fuel injection yeah, on yeah. the on the two strokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the get the gassers are roughly two. An SX is almost two grand less than a so woods like bike. seven thousand bucks. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not well, cheap. Still not cheap. I just bought a TE. My dad just bought a TE for ten five. So that I don't know. That was at a standard dealership. Yeah, that's. Dude, so, that's it's, uh, that's a lot of money for a two smoker. Price, we're gonna beat that. We we well, the, we and the injected by the the yeah we have and the injected bikes are only going up. Right. All right. So Kyle, what do you got? You've got a, a couple weeks and you're you're back at it, or what's the what is it? The twentieth of October. Yeah, twentieth. So I got about yeah like two weeks to go, and then on the road. <laughs> yeah, and then you're three weeks in a row. Yep, you know, all in the basically the Pacific Northwest. So. Right on, man. Yeah, one in Denver, so <clears throat> just gonna get those done, and then the year's over. That well, easy. Well, good luck, buddy. Thanks. Who do you want to thank? Yeah. For uh, helping you go racing. Yeah, you know, just Husqvarna and SRT, the team, Team SRT, and uh, Craig Thompson, who's the owner. One thing, Cammy's the one keeping me there. So, um, yeah, my family, my girlfriend, everybody else that talks to me every day. Keeps me uh, motivated, all my friends, you know. That's, they're the most important ones, right? All right, man. We appreciate it. That was Kyle Redmond. We're going to take a break. On the backside, we've got Ryan McCarthy, who is the owner or one of the co-owners of Rhino Power. Been in business for about eight years, and uh, they are the leading brand for supplements in action sports. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Ready to up your game and learn more about the thrilling world of sports betting? Introducing Double Down with Breslow, the ultimate podcast about the business of sports gambling. Join me, James Breslow, and a long list of expert guests as we dive into the art and science of the sports betting industry. Evolving regulations, technology enhancements, and the meteoric rise in the number of players makes this sector the fastest growing and most intriguing in the world. Unlock the business secrets from many of the industry's most recognizable C-suite executives, including famous odds makers and influencers every episode of double down with breslow is packed with insider tips deeply skilled analysis and in-depth discussions don't miss out on the ultimate resource for mastering the business of sports betting listen to double down with breslow on the evergreen podcast network or wherever you listen to podcasts that's double down with breslow the business of sports betting podcast